In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts who promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 123. One, two, three. Something it's do re me. And from 1969, it's Led Zeppelin. And guys, this nice. album, Led Zeppelin 2, this album is a lot like a Navy sailor. Aye, aye. Pause for laughter. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this. You know, I did what? some math. This, this radio song is going to be dedicated to doing math. I did some math because I was thinking, how many songs are we going to cover in the duration of this podcast? So let's listen. Welcome everybody to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. You know, I was sitting here thinking about if a podcast is doing 500 albums, how many songs would they cover total in the course of that podcast? Well, instead of telling you, I think I'm going to yell at you. And singing is kind of a yelling. That's oh. Like, oh, yeah. We record every seven days. We cover an album once a week. I was wondering number of songs that we talk about in totality. Oh, word. So I did some arithmetic. And now I have done the math. 123 albums down the drain. 377 remain. 10 songs per album on average. Oh, you might not believe it's true. Oh, Miss Ear. But I gotta say the number of songs to you. 5,000 songs. Oh, 5,000 songs. 5,000 songs. Well, that means about 100 good jokes. 5,000 songs. It'll take about 10 years to give or take 5,000 songs. Oh, God. Well, oh, I think uh, I got a little bit. Add a couple of days. 10 years seems like a long, long time. But worth still three years along. <laughs> There's no way we do years. this for 10 years. And if oh, you count my to. parody rhymes, well, the number of songs is totally wrong. So you figure that the Back to the Better guys are going to cover about 500 albums. There's about 10 songs per album. So if you do the math, they're covering 5,000 songs. And they're going to have something cool and funny to say about each one. Ah, those guys are so great and handsome and actually cool, friends. It's 5,500 songs. We've oh. listened to them many shows. 5,500 songs. Half of those are Bob Bob Dylan. 5,500 songs. This is torture for the three of us. 5,500 songs. And it's over 500 drinks for us. Oh. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. Listen, that was a stretch. Even when I was writing that and recording, I was like, no. You know what? Ten years from now is a long time. I bet, I bet Mary Burnsville will have grandkids playing hockey by then. Can you imagine how great my balls are going to be? I've got the perfect oh, podcast for you. I, I mean, I'm trying to imagine that. How gray is the most greater? Listen, welcome to Back to the Better. We are talking about Led Zeppelin 2. Aye, aye, as the Navy captain calls it. I want to get back, circle back to that joke. I thought it was a good one. And I've got three guys here. I've got a lot of guys here, actually, who want to talk about this album. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? 
Rob, when the mountains crumble to the sea, we'll still be doing this goddamn podcast. Oh, great. Oh, oh he did it. He did it. Jeez. Uh, yeah, but if it's me in middle school, that'd be a C plus. Oh, that's the first joke. <laughs> Come on, Rob. You can do better. Better? So Barry from Burnsville be C plus. You're a better person than this. You can do better. You have high standards for yourself. Okay. It doesn't matter how tired you are. Do this, Rob. Be funny. Okay. Here we go. Try number two. Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing today? Rob, you need some cooling. I'm not fooling. I'm going to send you back to schooling. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You get four weeks off because you teach at a private school, you asshole. No schooling <laughs> oh. for you anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. I actually use this time to do a little lesson planning, Russell. <laughs> right. Just kidding. Right. Yeah. And then listen, I, 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 I got Aaron out in California and Aaron was telling me the other day that uh, he was, he, his wife got mad at him because he was singing that monkey song. Uh, I'm a believer. And he was like, I, I, I don't believe you're mad. And then he saw her face. I got Aaron. How are you doing? What? <laughs> what? If, you're so not, if you don't know the monkey songs very well, Russell, you're not going to get that joke. <laughs> Or have watched Shrek. I don't yeah, that's times. true. Remember any of the lyrics from this song? Let's talk about Led Zeppelin too. <laughs> that was your that was your big witty response, Aaron. I don't have it. I don't. I, yeah, I didn't have it today. I distracted him. Listen, let's go to the. We had like we had like an extra hour and forty five minutes to prepare while Rob was super late. You couldn't have gotten. I, know, some I was reading. Fired I up. was reading a book. Let's call. Let's Jeez. go to the back line. What book are you reading, Rosie? So Moon, uh, Moon, Moon Witch Spider King ass. by Marlon James. McAllister's own Marlon James. You're just the dumbest of the dumb. Every <laughs> fucking time. Alice, just the dumbest of the dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb shit listeners. Like listeners. I'm so always so confused about like, am I really laughing? And then I realize the audio in my ears. It's it's really awkward when you play that when two of them are sitting on the Zoom silent right now. Stewart may not have had salmon pump from his stomach, however. He did put cocaine up his rectum as a way to protect his nasal passages. So listen, <laughs> I just want to say I do love Stimatch. our callers. I do love our listeners. They bring me great joy. The Bexters. But it turns out this we have yet another Rod Stewart Seven call where uh, <laughs> that may have been false, but he did. And I've heard about people doing this where you do drugs and you put it up your ass to save your nose. Oh, Russell, what do you think about that? I don't know. I think I have a pretty good looking nose. It's kind of short. Like there's no like weird bends or anything. Yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't mess with my nose. I feel like if I had two choices, I, I'd, I'd probably go the Rod Stewart route. Can you imagine Russell's like, hey, let's go in the bathroom and do cocaine, right? And you go in there and then the first thing he does <laughs> is just sits on the counter and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you spreading like your cheeks? Yeah, it feels like, like you what waste are you doing? more that way. Like I feel like it might be nice and luxurious to like sit on a like on a mountain of cocaine naked or something, but then you're wasting all of it that touched your butt. Like if you just are doing lines, mm-hmm. you can be a lot more efficient. I would imagine. I've never I mean, like, maybe if there's like never a day in there in first or you know I don't know. I, I've never <laughs> had I have never had any interest in doing any sort of stimulants. That has never once I've never once been like, hey, I wonder what it would be like if I was really hyper. If I had a ton More of jacked up. Yeah. Like I, I'm sitting here right now. I can barely sit still. I'm like, I don't, I think I would literally just like run around in a circle. I don't know. I, 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 do you guys have any interest in that? Like if you knew you weren't going to get hurt, would you try it out just to get some more energy? Russell's fired up. He looks, he's giving me a big nod. Big. I, I can see Matt getting all, all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I can see Matt, <laughs> Matt kind of going that route. <laughs> He's like a spider monkey. <laughs> Have you guys had a colonoscopy Kick yet? Kick your ass, Skip. Whoa. <laughs> Chip. Have you guys had a colonoscopy yet? Today or? Well, I got a life. Groupon for one, so I don't. I think oh. it's. 
Rob, do you I think- have? I have had no. Oh, I have, geez, have we man. talked about this? Where I had to get a standing desk at work, and the only way to get a standing desk at work was to get a doctor's note. What? Okay, hang on. No, we have not. Listen, yeah, I'm listening. Corporate America. Rosie's an upper middle management guy, so he probably understands how this a works. Doctor's note. I, legitimately, so HR stands for hand in my rectum. Corporate office. Rectum, damn near killed him. at the at the old office. They were like hoarding raising standing desk, right? I just really wanted a standing mm-hmm. desk. And so the HR person, the guy was like, well, you know, if you had like hemorrhoids, that oh, should be a thing. Like he was all worried about yeah. it. So I'm like, I know my doctor, my doctor, I coached his kid at St. Olaf. I know him really well, right? Been golfing with him, all this stuff. I'm like, I will go into the doctor's office and I will tell this guy, cause I know him really well. Like, Hey doc, I need a note that says that I have severe hemorrhoids. What nice. do you think? He, and he starts laughing. He goes, I'll write that for you. Kind of a thing. But he felt all of a sudden the need that he actually had to check. Oh, He's no. like, well, do you actually mm-hmm. have? And so. Mm. I would have just went and bought my own dance stand-up desk. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I did get a finger up my butt, but I did get a standing desk. So it was all good. I think it's weird that my doctor, when he does that uh, that thing, he he, he paints his finger like it's Boba Fett and it's falling into the sandworm, you know? He's like, this is, that's what it looks like. You're just falling into the... I also got a discount. My doctor... I, did your doctor give you a discount if he doesn't use a glove? He's like, if you don't make me use a glove, I'll get take 25% off. I was like, boy, that's a really good deal. Uh, reimbursable expenses. He was in... The thing was, it was in pesos, so I'm not sure what the conversion was. And my Spanish isn't great, but I think it was... Oh, God. So Matt, do you even use your standing desk? You just sit there. Do you just lower it all the yeah, way down? No, like, I mean, I, I try to, for at least two hours a day, I try to use the standing desk, usually sometime in the morning and then sometime in the afternoon. And usually it's more than that. But one of those things I try to use it at mm-hmm. least two hours a day. And I don't know if that's a good goal or a bad goal or what. Man, I love how your HR team was like, hey, we need to we need to spend the time to make this guy get a doctor's note to pay like $82 to get him a desk right. that rises and falls. Like, what, what the hell? Exactly. And again, it was one of those things where it's like, well, do you have, well, we have a, we have a limited supply of them. Right. But we just, we need to, and it's like, so again, it's, it was almost like a boneyard of standing desk and you just needed a reason for it. So I did find a mat in the boneyard in, on the fifth floor. Oh, Somebody just like you. had retired, had been oh, fired. There and so then I found it. Right? Yeah. The I, I, first of all, the boneyard was the name of my dorm room in college. <laughs> um, but also I think it'd be weird if you went and got a used standing desk and it turns out that somebody has put a, like one of those, uh, <laughs> What were they called? What were we talking about yesterday? I think it helps you jack off, guys. What were we talking? We were talking about it. If somebody had glued on one of those on the bottom of the standing desk, and then at work they're sitting there and just moving the desk up and down, <laughs> like you see them in their office, and the desk is going up like this, and then it goes faster and faster and faster. But it would be, but it would be Rob's thing. It would, it wouldn't be like a new contraption. It would be like this rusty old like metal contraption that creaks while it was doing its business, right? Like an old slide that you see at a, at a park where you're like, that thing is too old and rusty. I would never let anyone go down that. Those are the ones you find in the boneyard. <laughs> it reminds me of my doctor, it's Rusty. Time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for or my drink from last week, the Rusty oh. Nail. Oh, yeah. Whose dorm room was called that again? <laughs> oh, Joe's not here. Roll it going, Aaron. How's it going with you? Oh, it's going great. Uh, I just received word that there are some raccoons on my porch, but I am going to stay here. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to stick it out. Yeah, Anna's sending me pictures that there are raccoons. There's raccoons on our porch back home. Mommy used to just shoot them off with a, with a broom. <laughs> so, 
so the wife is she's your your lady as you call her she's texting you saying there are raccoons on the roof on the porch yeah she's sending me photos photos of the raccoons on the porch yeah so aaron do you have trash cans or anything out there is he getting into your your compost bins or what's attracting this critter that's actually well i'm glad you asked russell we i don't know if i have discussed this on the podcast because it's not a pet themed podcast but we're adopting some cats they you guys, are you kidding me? Why would you do you that gotta to yourself? Be kidding me. Listen, do you think I do you think I did this to myself? Hey, no. we have a small oh, house. God. No, be quiet for a second. We have a small house. Is there a way uh. I could put shit in that house somewhere? I got a great idea. We should get two cats. Hey, we, we just we just purchased this. This isn't a rental anymore. This is ours. That one yeah. day we're gonna have to resell. How could we lower the resale mm-hmm. value as much as possible? That's by acquiring a couple small the, kittens. The, the smell of cat piss. Works every time. <laughs> they live outside. They piss and shit outside. They mm-hmm. belonged to the lady next door who um, has now passed, rest in peace. And when she went into assisted living, her cats just roamed the neighborhood. And the neighbors talked us into being the house that oh. adopted the cats. Oh, oh, no. So we've been, feeding, we've been feeding them outdoors. And then uh, Alice and James. And James is too scared to come inside. Alice comes in when it's time to eat. But we uh-huh. feed them on the porch. Anyway, we had fed them tonight and hadn't brought the food dishes in. So that's what the raccoons are snacking on. Go, Matt. Rosie, this this is something I learned a long time ago. If you're at the neighborhood cocktail party and you look around and you can't find the suckers, it's, you know, us. it's you. Know. Yeah. The neighborhood party is the only thing that's gotten me to go to the gym in the last six months, Aaron. You got to skip that shit. I do think you should have been suspicious, Aaron, when you saw it was the solar panel guy. He just had a mustache on. He was like, hey, you want to feed these cats now? too?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hello. Just, just all the dumb neighborhood shit. Right? They're just like, I got the sign so, on my so forehead. So are the kid are the cats they have to stay outside or they're choosing to stay outside, Aaron? Yeah. There's a difference here. They we I mean, we kick them out. Yeah. And it, you guys, it's been 37 degrees at night here. It's cold as shit. And Alice keeps coming back every day and we throw her out when it's bedtime and seems fine. So I mean, it's working out. The coolest part about having outdoor cats is your kid is gonna learn what worms can coming out of an animal's butt looks like. That and we've had uh, we've now had two rat carcasses on the porch, yeah, uh, yeah, and like guts and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really exciting stuff. Yeah, and you're getting all the you're getting all the joys of having a cat outside. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Like the other morning, they came up to (laughs) breakfast, and I opened the door, and you guys, I live like I swear I live in like a suburban place, but. I opened the door. The cat is at the front door. There was a coyote just trotting right down the middle of the street. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, so. We've well, got cats and cats and yeah. raccoons it's, and other critters in your house. Yeah, you've got food. No, the critters are, food. The, the raccoons are outside. They're on the porch. It's fine. But I am getting some photos. Now, Russell, you live on the you live on the south end of the nature center, you know, in the in the town where you live. And I grew up on the north end true. of the nature center. And we would get raccoons as we call them up north mm-hmm. raccoons um through the sewers that would come oh. up because they lived in the oh nature center have you ever had any raccoon problems because of the nature <laughs> center? i've never had a raccoon problem because of the nature center well you guys know i go up north every year and, and this place we've been going to for years i remember as a kid there was a three legged three-legged raccoon that lived under the cabin and it was not a very nice raccoon the, oh. the owner had shot off one of the legs because the, the <laughs> raccoon was being there? a pest. Oh, and it stayed there and it lived under cabin four at the Little Wolf Resort oh, up, at, up old, near Coles. Good old tripod. Yes. 
And then my real rolling going, and I have to just get this out. Uh, that wasn't your real one. No, no it was I got this trend. No, that's it was a fake. It was a fake. <laughs> that was a fake. I, I have to do this one this week because it's going to be. We've only been doing this 123 episodes, Russell. <laughs> you always know that Rosie saves the best for us. Yeah, also, just to let you guys know, I got some cats. I'm also reversing my circumcision, but I think you know the cats. I want to talk about the cats. I think that's great. I got some weights I hang on at night. It's not a big deal. These cats are going to be crazy. You know what I mean? They're always hanging off my foreskin weight. I don't that. know. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Don't ask, by the way, if, because... if anybody goes on the Beck Did a Better TikTok and they see what like, <laughs> videos are being shown to them with the algorithm and it is actually a lot of foreskin lengthening stuff, just ignore that, okay? <laughs> oh, God. This is the foreskin lengthening part of the podcast. I, I've got a five skin now. I mean, this thing is huge. Oh. I'm sending that thing out. It's like a parachute. So I had... So I think this is going to come out after Christmas now, but if I wait until next week, it's too far beyond the holidays. I had yet another year end party at work today and it was over zoom. So this is one of these awkward office holiday parties over zoom Zoom one. Yep. Yep. And who, who talked about it? Who talked about everybody's, uh, you know, good things for the year, like what they did well. And this time there was none of that. It was all, you know, collaboratory games, you know, everybody getting together, but, but there was a sort of family feud style thing where, you know, it was like, there was a question, you got to name some stuff. And one of the, one of the questions was, can you know, name a Christmas song about a fictional or, or real character. Mm -hmm. And you guys, the whole thing is like, put the answer in the chat. And I was like, can I say backdoor Santa on the word? You have to. Holiday thing? Can I do it? And I was going to text you guys and tell you, and then I chickened out. I did not, I did good King Wenceslas instead. I did not do backdoor Santa. I was so disappointed in myself. I, I, I thought you guys oh, were going to have a question. I, thought the, I like it. I thought the family feud question was going to be what family feud host looks the most like Rob's balls. Oh, oh Richard Kern. That's Richard easy. Kern. Yeah, I nailed that one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Tim. So he says, Richard Carr. <laughs> Richard Carr. Yes. Well, the subject of. We'll play. We'll I had play. those flannel underwear, so that's not really fair. <laughs> when you're wearing flannel underwear, everybody's balls look like Richard Carr. Just... <laughs> On the subject of Rob's balls, how's it going with you, Rob? What'd you guys pay for a Christmas tree? Can I just ask you? Uh, $85. Oh my God. I got fucking ripped off. God damn it. Well, you do, you do live in New York, so. I paid one hundred ninety dollars. Oh, that's fine. Is that fine? For, for just for just a standard. Do your like, children love it. I know somebody. No, they. No, yeah, they love it. Aaron, they're they're <laughs> middle schoolers. They love jack shit. They love sleeping in and then asking me what's for dinner. That's it. That's what they oh, love. So, you, so, so you guys are pagans and you like celebrating the. Wait, German, did you say Rob is pagan? Yeah, you guys like ger- the German New Year around solstice. Did you say Jenny's pagan? That's why you got a tree. For me, a stand-up desk is a bend-over desk. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you just lower it down to, like, the lowest level, yeah, she's Rob? like, she's like, lower it down more. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> you said we wouldn't do this this much anymore. Like, she's a doctor. She could give you a note for that desk, Anybody too. Wonder, wasn't Jesus supposedly born in a desert? Like, is there... Is there Chris? Is there pine trees and deserts? What, what man? What, what? what are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> We're talking about me getting fucked by my wife on a standing desk. Where are you? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how Christmas trees fit in with the birth of Jesus. Oh God! <laughs> Fair question. Fair question. Uh, so yeah, I also know somebody who paid two hundred and seventy dollars for a Christmas tree, and I'm not going to say who it was, and I wasn't hanging out with them earlier today. 
Hey, that's too much, right? Does, does it does it start with an S and ends with an Uzan? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and it's a nice tree, but like, what what would be your guys's limit for buying a tree? Like, what would be your limit for a price of a tree, Matt? One fifty. One fifty. So if it was one seventy five, what you tell your kids like? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's always like, oh, what if it was 152? What if it was, this is, this sounds like, you know, Joe from Woodbury mm-hmm. when he just makes up <laughs> yeah. arguments just to make up arguments. This sounds like a Joe from Woodbury Definitely. argument right now. Yeah. I don't, is there any price? Like what if they were a thousand dollars? You'd still have to buy one, no. right? Like what? No, no. Why not? No. no. You're just not going to have Christmas at your house? Well, you could have Christmas without the, without the real tree. But yeah. I'm at, I'm, I'm going to ask the question. What the heck does a pine tree have to do with the birth of our Lord Savior? Baby Jesus Christ. I don't know, but it's a fuck ton of work. I'll tell you that. I mean, I took this thing. Right. So I got my tree and I went, of course, I got it. I had to get on the subway immediately. As soon as I pick up this tree and I'm walking home, immediately my whole family has something else to do. My wife is like, oh, I got to go see these people over here. And my kid's like, I'm going with her. And then the one kid went with me on the subway. And then when we got on the subway car, she went and sat on the other side of the car. (laughs) She wouldn't even look at me. I wanted her to take a picture of me with the tree. Did your uh, <laughs> did your doorman help you take it up to the? Oh no no no! I came in. I was a back door Santa. I came in the back door with it, so I didn't get oh. needles everywhere. Speaking of needles on Christmas trees, I actually saw some that I thought Aaron would be very interested. In. I saw in the Star Tribune oh. the other day there was an article: Can you eat your Christmas tree? A Twin Cities forager reveals the answer. <laughs> oh, I, there's I an article in the Star Tribune about whether Christmas trees are edible. Well, then the I'm answer is yes, no. right? I mean, you can't write an article and then just be like, no, they're not. So, like, so it says. <laughs> Can you eat an old boot? No. If, if it's a fir, spruce, or pine, and you're confident it wasn't doused with pesticides, you can eat it. But okay. just sticking the needles in your mouth isn't really the most pleasant sensory experience. So they go through and they give you all these opportunities to use uh, Christmas tree needles in your food. One of them is burning edible evergreens to make culinary ash as a substitute for salt. What do you think of that, Aaron? Culinary ash. Uh, okay, that sounds kind of clever. Have you ever heard of culinary ass? Culinary culinary ash. ash. (laughs) Look at that. Have you ever heard of that? Look at that culinary ash over there. Aaron, you can put your stand-up desk away when you're showing us your culinary (laughs) ash, all right? (laughs) You've eaten in a lot of Top Chef restaurants. I bet you've eaten ash. I've never eaten ash. You know what? It's interesting, Aaron. You've never eaten ash, Aaron? No, I've never eaten ash. Oh, you should try it sometime. A lot of people like eating ash. <laughs> they think it's good. Culinary ash, they love eating it. They'll chow down on that ash anytime they want. It's something, And for some people, it's a special treat, you know, maybe just on the weekends, maybe on a holiday, maybe on a birthday. Okay. Please, please let me eat some ash. You know. Evergreens are also high in vitamin C. They have long been part of a traditional diet in colder parts of the world, mm-hmm. including the upper Midwest. And it's interesting. There's actually a James Beard award-winning restaurant it's an indigenous restaurant it's called awamni it's actually yeah. just one like the biggest award you can win in the midwest that. like it's best new midwest restaurant yeah. and they actually use that um they use edible evergreens with spruce tips for a lot of their cocktails so it turns oh, out right. that evergreens are actually edible so aaron next time you go to the farmer's market you can eat I'll, ash. Up. The, I'll let you guys know you know, what you could do too is go to your neighbors and just pick up like when they throw that shit out in the garbage. Just grab it, yeah. Grab just, it, take it. <laughs> now you have to go eat to the it market. You guys gonna finish I'll this? Report back. You mean a wreath? <laughs> We're just gonna. We're gonna finish our wreath. Or... What are you talking about? No, can, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I think I do think Aaron. I mean, that tree is in the house, right? The tree is there. And what would be better than reusing that, recycling that tree, and the, after the holidays, you could be eating ash for days. 
Okay. That's that's a special Col- treat. Culinary ash. Yeah, culinary ash. I'm not letting this go. This is the bit. Is so, this a safe space on. to admit that I don't have a like we have a a reusable Christmas tree? We use the same Christmas tree every year. Is this a safe place to admit that? I think so. I mine I'm down to a half tree because I've been eating ash like crazy. <laughs> I, this is gonna catch on, guys. This joke. <laughs> Do I need to explain what I'm talking about? <laughs> Okay. It's the Sean Connery accent. Is he saying ass or ash? We, we often have kids that listen, you know, like Brian right. from Woodbury, his kids. Listen. So maybe you could explain it for the kid, like dumb it down just for the kids. Mm. What you're talking about? Uh, no, I won't be doing that. I won't be explaining <laughs> that to kids. So thank you. Thought about it. Not going to happen. Was Is that everybody? Who Did anybody not do Rolling Going? We have been doing two of them. Matt, Rolling yes. Going, how's it going with you? We've Matt, done two. Rolling Going, how's it going with you? Is it time for the rating system <laughs> <laughs> for next week? Rob, I took a flight a couple weeks ago and oh. I've got notes about it's my flight. Time for Beck did it better. Plain old story time. All right. All right. These are the stories that I like. <laughs> Tell us about the trip you're on. We're going to hear about your flight tonight. Flight tonight. Oh, yeah. All right, man. What daredevil shit did you pull well, on this flight today? Russell, I'm going to ask you, yes, what would be, you're sitting in just your seat. Let's just call it like 22D. You're on the aisle. You're sitting in your seat. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, your hemorrhoids right? are killing what you. What would be the, could you come up with like three of the, like the worst things that could happen to you just happen to be sitting in seat 22D? So the person like, next to me or the person across from me? No, you say anywhere behind you, front of you, across the aisle. Can I say one? Yep. I, I've got one. Let's all yep. say one. I, I'm going to say that the person takes off their behind you, takes off their shoes and puts their feet where you can see their bare feet kind of coming up from <laughs> behind. Okay. And Aaron's, Aaron's smiling real big at that, but that's, it's gross. <laughs> okay, I don't like it. Uh, Russell, what do you think? What's the worst thing that could happen on a plane? I, I think for me, I'm a bigger guy. If I get stuck by another bigger person, I think that's always that's going to make a three hour trip feel like a seven hour trip. So I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I, I would say being, st- being stuck to someone else where your personal space is invaded. I, I'm actually okay. going to say another one. I have a second one. And this reminds me of a plane, a train trip, a train trip that we took where I put my wife's bag up high. Now it turns out that my, my wife had a water bottle. Okay. And did the water bottle have like a screw on top? Nope. It had a magnetic top that came off, dumping the entire contents of her bottle into the overhead space. Now you might say to yourself, well, that's okay. Right. Because the water is going to stay up there. Oh no. The water immediately disappeared somehow into the train. Now, as the train was going two seats in front of us and two seats in back of us, water just starts from above. And we have to pretend like it's not us. And we're like, where is this water? It's dripping on us too. We're like, oh my gosh, who put this water up here? Like you could not admit it. Uh, and that was bad because it was my wife. And so she was like, I told you not to put that bag up there. And I go, you saw me put the bag up there. You never said, but we can't let anybody know we're arguing about the water. It's like, you put the water up there up top. And now it's spilling out everybody. And everybody knows because we're in the middle of the water spill. Everybody knows who it is. Aaron, how about you? What's the worst thing that could be next to you on a plane? Uh, somebody really talkative, chatty. Somebody who wants to have a long, long talk with me for the that, whole. That was yeah. that was my. You know, again, we've talked about it. The the drunk single gal next to the drunk single guy. Yeah, you know, and what all I mean? you know, yeah. they're like on some like weird date, but they're stuck together for three hours. Like, you know, that's the weird one. 
I, I I flew from Minneapolis to West Palm Beach, but I had to go through Atlanta first. Okay. Oh God, I forgot to talk. We'll talk about this next time. We'll talk about my my time. Oh, I'll go quick. I had a fl- I had a five thirty flight. Oh yeah, five thirty flight. AM flight. That's horrible. All right, and yeah, it was horrible, but it fit into the the kids' schedule well and all that stuff. So I had to do it. So boarding started. Boarding was supposed to start at. 440 for 5 You can't go to bed. You got to just so 440. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to be responsible. We've talked about this in the past, right? Like I, I got up late. I hadn't packed the night before I had to pack lunches, all this stuff. Right. So nine o'clock the night before I pack my bag. There you go. I pack the lunches nice. for the next day. Nailed it. I'm ready to you go. You get to the airport, you open it up and it's two bologna sandwiches. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I switched them around. Some dots pretzels. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> And so the kids I go to bed at like nine o'clock. Just a huge rubber ass. They're like, "What is this?" I set my lunch? I, I set my alarm. Wait, I'm eating ash. On my watch for four o'clock, so I can get up, take a shower, leave by four thirty. You know, all all's good, and get to the airport. You know, and, and get to. I'll be I'll be walking up just as my section's going. Okay. Well, every once in a while, your Apple Watch just might not do the hepatic whatever to start tapping on your wrist to wake you up. So I woke up. I'm supposed to be boarding a flight at 4.40. I woke up at 4.18. No, yes, if you morning. get on yes. this plane, I, I don't believe okay. can I, There's I got no up way. at 4.18. Man, can I hit pause on this real quick? Your, yes. Your, your alarm is your watch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. wild, man. That is a... Yeah. <laughs> you really don't want to wake up your wife, do you? I know exactly why you're doing that. I know exactly why you're doing that. Because you're terrified of Rob, waking up your wife. we've talked about this. Say... Save this stuff for the after pod. We can't talk about this stuff on this pod because my wife listens to this pod. We have to save this for the after pod, okay? <laughs> so 418, I get up. All right. I have everything bushed. So I, I've decided I can't take a shower. I can brush my teeth and I can sprint to the airport. I get there. I park my car at 442. Oh my God. Again, it's a close, it's a close gate. It's C2 or C3. And so I get there and I'm walking up at 445 and I get, I get there right as comfort plus is, is loading. No so way. extremely stressful, extremely stressful. I don't recommend it. I figured out I need to have a little bit, maybe a little bit better of an alarm system. Rob, so I make sure <laughs> now I get man, up it seems like you're purposely system. trying to push. You. I'm not, you're, I'm it, not. It, I, but if, if I hadn't packed lunches and like packed my bag the night before, I wouldn't have made it. Russell, I would, I would have not have made it. So I, I learned from the previous experience. I had to rush and almost missed. And now I've need to learn that I need to set an alarm. Sometimes you but, sometimes you got to step over the line when you're walking up to the line all the time. You're going to miss a flight continuing to behave like to. this, right? You know, this. I'm going to. Yep. And I will, I will admit it when I do. You guys will hear my story of missing a flight when I, when it actually happens. But so get on a flight. I get, I sit up comfort plus. I'm in the middle. Oh. The guy next to me, he comes up, he sits down next to me. And Rob, this 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 is what triggered or this would spurred the memory. He has the worst bo I've ever oh, had yeah. in my life. Ever, ever, next to Jackson, and then he had sandals on. It's the middle of the winter, <laughs> no, but he's coming no. from Alaska. Yes. He had sandals on, and he kicks his sandals, put them underneath the seat, and kicks his feet up. And so you could, I could see his feet like the whole. Uh, it was, it was gross. It really it was, gross. was a foot story. Uh. Yeah. So then I get I get to Atlanta. I got like forty five minutes. Get on my next flight, and I've got now I'm getting. The two, to me, the two worst things that you could possibly happen on an airplane. I've got a 
I've got a kid behind me that is kicking me the whole time, and his mom could care less because she's just on her goddamn phone Uh-oh. and doesn't have any Uh-oh. respect for anything. Uh-oh. And so I'm not, I'm, again, I'm, you know, hey, we're okay. You're gonna kick the damn seat, but it's just, it, it gets old. But I just, you know, we talked about this, Russell. I'm a, what do we, we're, we're a, what happens if he gets the wrong order at the restaurant? We're a walker, not a talker. We're a walker, not a talker. You know, life's too and short. It's like the irony is, then, I almost didn't make this flight because my watch didn't give me haptic feedback. Now you're getting haptic feedback <laughs> the entire flight down there. <laughs> exactly. I do stand. Exactly. But I am not lying when I say this. This is the worst, and this is the second time this has happened to me. A little bit different way, but the guy next to me across the aisle. I'm smelling something and I don't know what I'm smelling, but it smells like dog shit. And I look on this guy's shoe and his back of his heel. He's a big dude. He can't see anything. But the back of his heel, he had, he had stepped in dog shit. He's got dog shit all over his shoe. And so for that, I got to go from Atlanta to Palm beach. This is like an hour and 10 minute flight. And all I can smell, because you can't get that out of your nose. I mean, you can't not smell it. And I can't not like look at it. He's got fucking dog shit on his shoe and he's in an airplane flying. Like who wears a shoe with a dog? Fucking dog shit. Matt is on like a dream team level of of smells. Like this is the dream team of smells. This is like Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Michael Jordan. They're all the bad smells are there. Scott Skiles. (laughs) Christian Leitner. And they and all these smells are just like the worst smells you could possibly have on a plane. Oh, gross. Yeah. God. The BO guy, he told me that he had flew overnight from he was from Alaska to Minneapolis and the Minneapolis he was going Don't want to be down to guy. Florida. You, you throw so, in some hot again, food and some cheesy poofs on that thing, and it would have oh, been all over, man. I, oh, I think it's bad when so. that guy was sticking his feet up by your desk and, and you had spaghetti and then you turned around and there's parmesan in your spaghetti, and you're like, Well, I don't remember there being parmesan. <laughs> oh, gross. What? Oh, rolling going. That's my rolling going. Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. We're, we're coming up. Uh, Aaron said the holidays are about over for our listeners. So I, I, you know what? I need to go to the dating advice corner. We were, Matt oh. and I were talking about something okay, earlier. I figure. Get, 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 get to the it's corner. It's been a while. It's time for Russell's advice corner. Oh, yeah. Okay, Russell. Put that standing desk at full mast and you're in the corner. <laughs> All right. So the, the, re, the big question I have is when you're dating someone and you, if you if, if you've been seeing them for a little bit, you start meeting family members. You have to go to family holiday things and whatnot. I get that. That's part of the game. You do that stuff. My real question is, is how much time do you have to spend at like a in-laws or someone's family holiday event? Like it's like it's like two hours sufficient, four hours, <laughs> two hours. a whole day, like an overnight how much is the the appropriate amount of time to have to spend with the family of someone that you're seeing? I just got, I, I got, I think we got to back up just real quick. <laughs> if you guys don't know. So the whole point of dating somebody, I think, I think, and you guys can stop me if I'm wrong, is one, for the physical side of it. And two, because maybe you're going to get married someday. And, you know, like have kids mm. or something, you know, I don't know what, you know, mm. maybe it's, maybe it's I, I, fur babies. Maybe it's just things like that. I personally need someone to wipe the shit off the back of my shoe. <laughs> yeah, we're big guys. <laughs> Russell, Russell, do you, do you know what marriage is? I mean, you're with them nonstop. And then you, the family's coming to town. You, I mean, you are, if you're worried about two hours or even 36 hours, let's say from like a Friday night to the Sunday, you're fucked. My friend. Like this is 
the nightmare we all live in. Can you just, yeah. can you just put limitations on it, though, and say that we're no, limiting this to, like, four hours? You, you can't. can't. Yeah, and then course. they might put limitations on how long they're going to keep you yeah. around. So, you yeah, know, yeah. what? Um, excuse me, I will be doing this, but there will be some limitations. <laughs> I mean, Eric, Russell, the married guys are laughing at that same <laughs> There's got to be some sort of time limit where you you've no. you've done your time and no. you can move it along, right? I think at least two nights, Russell. I think it's what? two nights. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got to do an overnight in there, man. It's a full day. It's not, otherwise, there's not even a full day in there. Well, here, and here it's the I will holidays. say this: like, it, if you have good in-laws, and I think some of our in-laws listen, mm-hmm. and maybe some potential in-laws might be listening too. Like, my in-laws are pretty darn good, and they'll be like, "Look, I understand there's a football game on." Why don't you just go downstairs yep. and we'll, yep. you know, watch the kids for a little bit. You go watch your football game. Here's a beer. And, you know, if you've taken a nap for a little bit, it sounds great. So, you know, let's just say, Russell, that your potential in-laws happen to listen to this show. Maybe I, I, I doubt they you do. Know, right. There's just there's no, no way that could possibly be. Unlikely. A thing. There's no chance that that happened. But, you know, maybe they will understand that. God bless it. You love their daughter. <laughs> Love of your life, but you know, you need just a little bit of a break. And maybe just, they'll just get that hint somehow, the on fire and they'll just, and they'll, and they'll play along so that maybe, you know, they'll understand that you just need a little bit of time sometime. Yes. He's, but, I, but I think the the real question is like, I get it. Hey, if, if Joe from Woodbury is driving out to Wisconsin or something and it's four hours away, they probably got to do some family time. If Barry from Burnsville has got to drive down to Iowa for some family thing, he he might have to stay for a night or two, but Barry like, just has to go around if, the corner. If, if that family, <laughs> and, and so Rob, your family is not in state. Aaron, your family is not in state. Matt, no. your family, some of them is in state. If you live yeah. close to them, you don't have to do like three days with them, right? No, no. See, but, but yeah. The- but it's but, but you it's, don't live close it, to Russell. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we don't get to live close. close. Get out of here with yeah. that. <laughs> well, what, what's what's the time? What's the time limit where you you've got to spend more, like three days? 90 minutes over or under 90 under 90 minutes is, is you don't have to stay over 90 minutes drive you gotta stay oh, yep yep let me do a That's good <laughs> russell's like russell's like i just bought a new house it's 89 minutes away <laughs> i now live in north minneapolis on the north side of the the animal refuge that was talking about i know what russell wants to do he wants to pick her up and kind of wave from the car, do like the duck under the <laughs> kind of waving. You're like, hey, but not roll the window down. There's no window rolling down. He's just kind of waving. He's like, okay, this is Christmas. It sounds like he's on his phone, like, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm so busy. Yeah. No, Russell, you're you're stuck with the rest of us. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's not the advice I was hoping for, but I appreciate it anyways. <laughs> Time's up. Get out of the corner. That Wait, we can delete all that last corner. part, right? <laughs> Rob, Rob will edit it. Out. He's, I'm good. He's, Rob's always editing things out. Yeah. Rob, what we don't have say? time for this. Let's get to the album. I, I, is that everybody's really going? I'm so Yeah, we're ready to go. Is it time for the rating system? Is this a music podcast? I hope there's a song on here about juice running down his leg. Listen, uh, we're going to talk about Led Zeppelin too, or as a lot of sailors call it, I. Oh, that hit! Joe, I think that hits now. It gets better every time you tell it, man. It's so good. So, listen, here's the deal. This is Led Zeppelin's second album. Their their first album. They're out touring, and basically, in stops on their tour, they're recording this album in like 
dozens of studios around the UK, around the US, all of these things. So they have no like, they, they just can't do anything the same. So that's why you have so many wild sounds on this album. This is also the first album, by the way, where Jimmy Page uses Les Paul. Uh, and then I can't remember what amp he's using, but he's got a famous Les Paul sound that he has. I think this album has some of the best guitar tone of any album we have listened to. The guitar is so good and so clear and it sounds so great. It's unbelievable. Um, basically, this album is uh, nine songs, which rocks. It's six original songs and three Chicago's blues songs. And uh, we're, we're just going to talk about, I'm just going to tell you right now, every one of those songs ended in an out-of-court settlement. So it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and go there. <laughs> yeah, they didn't use the music to educate people, which is actually free use, okay? A lot of people don't know that's fair use. Okay. Airball. Rob, don't why do you why do you gotta bring this up? You already know we had a panic attack a few weeks ago when our whole podcast was taken down on Spotify for the morning. I don't know. I felt like a weight was lifted off my chest. <laughs> it felt so good. Three of our listeners gone. We're not accountable to them anymore. Yeah. And the problem was we were the only ones who noticed the spot the podcast was not on Spotify. We were texting uh, each other like, oh, it's not up there. I got I got a few emails for some some super fans. Let's oh. call them super fans, right? Or super You're fans. at home. You're at your childhood home. You take this album. You just got it. Okay. It's, you look at the calendar. It says 1969. You go, nice. Okay. <laughs> you put this record on your record player. You put on some big cool ass headphones and you hear this when you drop the, when you drop the needle. Yes. It fucking rocks. <laughs> so loud, right? So let me just say this, Rob, because this is the exact take that I had. Uh, Led Zeppelin 1, the first one, Good Times, Bad Times, starts out like a banger. Led Zeppelin 2, you start with this. Led Zeppelin, Lep Zed, Led Zeppelin 3, you start out with Immigrant Song. Led Zeppelin 4, you start out with Black Ooh, Dog. Oh my God. They know how to fucking start right. albums, let right. me tell you. It is unbelievable. They also know how to exit albums, but we'll talk about that later. So. Exit, al- exit albums. That reminds me of that episode of Tool Time where Richard Karn. <laughs> <laughs> exit album. More power. <laughs> There's an interest. That song's kind of interesting, though. Like, I, I recognize it, I know that song. I don't ever remember the part of the song where there's like three minutes of some weird wind noises. Like it's a strange yeah. song, right? Like it, it's oh, not right. all to begin the first minute of the song. There right? must be a, is there a hey, radio hey, version? Hey, drugs are cool, Russell. Uh, yeah. Drugs are cool. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm with it. Give me a second, guys. I'm typing in a joke. <laughs> I did. I did read there was a at about one minute in. There's a freeform section where it resulted in a, I don't know if it was Page and the engineer twiddling every knob known to man and it was known as a freak out rob have you ever twiddled every knob known to man didn't did it result in a freak out how many knobs are on your body though really if you think about it i can think of like three how many can be three knobs three knobs right that could be turned i could turn a lot of stuff on my body russell <laughs> i could turn a ton now this song you might think, oh, does that sound a lot like the Small Faces songs, You Need Loving, that was released three years earlier in 1966? <laughs> this is Steve Marriott, the lead singer of the Small Faces, when he left to do Humble Pie. 
they turned into the faces and picked up Ron Wood and Rod Stewart and became the faces. Whoa! So, how do you come up with the name The Small Faces, do you think, as a band name? I think they were just looking in a mirror a long way away. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's what I think. This this or seems con- logical. Vex, Led Zeppelin con- and concave. Led Zeppelin and Steve con- Marriott settled out of court. Okay, so <laughs> it's a lot like uh, Ron Artest. He's out of court. All right, so that's a deep cut. Speaking that's a of Ron Artest, did you guys? Did I ever tell you that I met him at a conference and I um, met with met him, talked with him for a while, and then I actually wow. spent a night smoking cigars with him and some what? other people. Around a fire. So we're outside. We're in Salt Lake City. We're up at a ski resort Holy right shit. north of Salt Lake City. And Ron Artest, Meta World Peace, is there. And so a very nice guy. There's probably eight of us sitting around this outdoor fire pit. And there's this guy who clearly doesn't know anything about basketball. Most people are just talking about life, talking about business. Yeah. No one was really talking basketball stuff with them. But there was this one guy, and he started bringing something up. And, and Meta... Meta World Peace said, uh, oh, yes. yeah, I actually got suspended for a season. Or they were saying, like, what was the most stressful part of your life? And he was talking about how stressed out he was after he got suspended for a season. And this guy looks at him and he goes, what'd you get suspended for? Oh, God. And Meta World Peace, he goes, well, I kind of got in a fight in a, in a stadium. The guy had no clue that Whoa. the guy that was sitting with us was the guy that started like, the malice in the palace. Meanwhile, yeah. Russell, oh, was getting his, Russell was getting his cup of ice and had just launched it through the air. It was going to hit him. <laughs> He's like, uh-oh, should not have done that. <laughs> Was I will he, say, I, I think that meeting was great, Hennessey? Russell, when, when Meta World Peace is like, well, no, you definitely have to spend two nights at the in-laws. He's like, <laughs> he was like, I make bad decisions, but I would never spend under two nights. you got to go. The, wor- the worst part was when he grappled me to the ground and started turning all my knobs. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> In a freak out. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. He had a freak out. <laughs> uh, what is and shall ever be? Now, this is, has some flange vocals on it, which is kind of cool. What's flange? It's that kind of that wah-wah. Not that wah-wah, but it's like... I mean, this is flanged. Oh, like that kind of underwater. And this is the first Led Zeppelin song to have Robert Plant have writing credit. So after this, he started writing a lot more of the songs. Get ready. Here it comes. Hold on. Turn it up, Rob. This might be one of the most banger dynamic albums we've listened to. I don't know if that's the right word, yes. but where it, it, it plays with tempos, it plays with volume. Yeah. Maybe better than any album we've listened to. Don't you guys think? It's so yeah. good. Listen right here. It goes quiet now. I mean, anytime Bonham lays off the snare, you're just like, whoa. And then he plays so fucking loud when he wants to. This song also has reverse echo on it. They're using that reverse echo that I think we heard in four where the echo actually comes before the sound. Okay. Mm. And when you're um, high over at a friend's house earlier today, trying to explain that to them, it's really hard, <laughs> really hard. That's what she said. The lemon song. Now we have heard the killing floor so many times. Yeah. I was surprised this wasn't called killing floor. No. Now. Is that howling wolf? In 1972, howling wolf. Yeah, I think too, right? I think so, yeah. Arc Music sued Led Zeppelin for copyright infringement with this song. And guys, what happened is going to blow your mind. They settled out of court. <laughs> they did a real Ron Artest. But this is weird. I mean, when, when was this released? 1969? I mean, this is after nice. Monterey Pop. Like, you know, when Jimmy was playing Killing Floor, right? Like, yeah. How did they think they were going to get by with this? People knew the song by 1969. 
I don't get it because uh, I think Robert Plant is really, really smart. No, he's not, <laughs> yeah, he's not smart. He's so guys- good looking. He can sing like crazy. That guy better be dumb as dog shit or I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> We've, we've talked a lot before about how like Bonham's one of the best drummers ever. And actually, I think we have one of the best percussion moments on this album. Uh, there, you hear it on three or four songs. Rob, maybe you can go from the beginning. It's not what you guys would normally think. It's something different in the percussion world. What? Wait, what? Where am I? Just go to the very beginning of the song. Play the beginning. I don't, maybe, I don't know if you guys heard that or not. The very beginning. Yeah, it's the... They're gone? You hear that gong? Yes. Oh, yeah. You guys hear the gong on this album? Uh, I heard it, yeah. So there's the gongs on like three or four of these songs, and I was reading that they actually took that. They The first time they toured in the U.S. was with a band called Vanilla Fudge. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them mm-hmm. before or not. Yeah, I have. But so their drummer, Carmine, Carmine Apice, was very big on using the gong up on stage, yeah. and that's where John Bonham got that from because they were opening for oh. Vanilla Fudge. And so I started thinking about the gong and I thought tonight we could make this the gong show by doing a list of the greatest songs ever that feature the gong. The gong songs. The gong show. Russell, if Take a Hit from the Gong is not on this, I'm going to be so mad. It's from the gong. One song that you would expect to be on this. Friday morning, where the weed at? Is reaching my pocket for my fat weed stack. Because I want to get high like a plane in the sky. With that endo cloud on my brain. <laughs> Rob's, play, Rob's playing in the Keep background. <laughs> so one song you're not going to hear on this list is by T-Rex, Bang on bang the Gong. That actually oh. doesn't have a gong in it. Did you guys know that? That's outrageous. There's False no gong in Bang the Gong. That's crazy. Terrible. So uh, First, I was trying to wonder, do you guys know the difference between a cymbal and a gong? Yeah. What, what is the difference? Wait, what are you talking about? Everybody knows I don't know. The difference I didn't know the difference until today. What's the difference? A gong is one thing you hit with a mallet. A cymbal is two you smoke together. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, you're thinking of the hi-hat. Kind of like you and your friend earlier. No, I'm smoking not thinking of a hi-hat, Aaron. I know what a fucking symbol is. I'm thinking of the symbols think, in the marching band. I think technically a symbol is mounted in the center where a gong is mounted on the rims. Yeah. That's the major difference. And I was actually reading there are really three types. Now now I have an idea for a Bing search later. (laughs) There are three types of gongs. A suspended gong where it's suspended vertically. Uh Out of school suspension. A bowl gong where it's a bowl shape that lays on a cushion. It's actually a boxing ring bell is actually a bowl gong. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. That sounds like somebody you fight in. I didn't know the definition of a bong until uh, I swear to God, bowl gong is the one I could never pass in Mike Tyson's punch out. I could never figure (laughs) out. And in between, if you looked, if you looked up just above yeah. his left shoulder, well, there was a, a flash from mm-hmm. a camera, and that every time it flashed three times, that's when you had to dodge, and then you could. That's how you. Yeah, it. and then they go to the like the game you're playing the game now, and it's so fun. And then they go between rounds, and they just say insanely racist stuff, and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> and then there, there's a third type of gongs that you can actually turn the knobs on. They're called nipple gongs. No, they're raised in the center no. and suspended horizontally. No. They're nipple gongs. You didn't know that, Rob? <laughs> Excuse me, I was taking a hit from the gong. It, it turns out there are actually thick and thin gongs. Large gongs tend to be played with large beaters, but not always. Mm-hmm. They use an enormous gong and an enormous variety of beaters, and nearly all beaters are smallish. I dated large gong uh, in my sophomore year, kind of as a rebound. It's been my experience that people that the Irish Uh-oh. gong is usually not very big. Oh, so small beater for it. 
It turns out that both gongs and cymbals of all sizes can be played with either hard or soft sticks if played properly, Rob. Yeah. Well, it's sometimes it's just you you party too much that night. Okay, you stayed up too late for a podcast. I'm looking up nipple gongs. <laughs> so nice. while Rob's looking up nipple gongs, we're gonna play the first song on the list. Normally we don't replay songs that we've talked about before, but this one's so awesome we have to replay it from 1964. This is John Coltrane, a Love Supreme acknowledgement. Oh, yes. That's the, the only very beginning just for a right. second, right? Yeah, I think it's the only appearance of the gong on the record. And I think, Aaron, if I'm right, it's Elvin Jones. Is he yeah. a member of the Coltrane Quartet That's that right, would have been yeah. the percussion player that played the gong? Yep, 100%. Do you think, so I think he, go ahead. Do you think Aaron's the only person who knows the percussion player for John Coltrane and also can tell us multiple members from Cypress Hill? Do you think he's the only person in the world that can do that? <laughs> no. That Venn diagram. No way. That Venn There's diagram. Plenty. There's there are more like me. You can't right. be the only one. You, he did pull, I want to tell the guys who are listening, he did pull the Maroon 5 keyboardist last episode, and it blew my <laughs> fucking mind. I've been thinking about it all day. I, I, I think it's technically called Adam Levine and the Maroons, Rob. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> PJ Morton. He's got a great cover of How Deep Is Your Love. Jesus I was Christ. actually reading, though, John Bonham was heavily influenced by Elvin Jones and other drummers like him and his style. And they specifically said that Elvin Jones used a lot of those triplets and those yeah. triplets are what Bonham became famous for, Aaron. Isn't that so? Bonham definitely was influenced by Elvin Jones. Isn't that right? 100 percent. Yeah, he, for sure. He owned a copy of Love Supreme and wore it out and other obscurities by Elvin Jones that I don't even know. That's great. You know, if I was making music instead of using triplets, I'd. And use twins. I had to think about that. Like, was it worth it? <laughs> Rob, worth if it. there were twins, I would probably stay overnight if it was less than 150 miles. <laughs> next song on the list. This actually 10 of the 14 songs on this next album actually started with the gong. It's James Brown. The album is hell. What? Check out this one of the songs on the list or on that on that album. That's a gong. Ten songs on one album. Oh, ten of the fourteen songs on the Hell album started with that just, uh, a gong announcing James Brown's entrance. Some people think there's an average of ten songs on albums. I don't know if you guys heard that fact. If you did five hundred, well, you see, Rob, in the late '80s, they had this thing called a compact disc that overtook the record, and you were able to record like way ninety minutes of uh, of music instead of just the standard forty-five. So that's why. Do you, you think know, albums started becoming longer? Do you think that's my problem, Matt? That I have a compact dick? <laughs> what? I do. I do. Does it, does does it fit in smaller parking spaces or not? Yeah, CD's nuts. No, no, no. CD stands for compact dick. I was in a... I, <laughs> here's the thing. You think to yourself, hey, everybody's going to love it when I take this unicycle off a jump. Well, it turns out not everybody. What? I smashed my dick. Bad. <laughs> You know, you know what I was reading that the gong show from the seventies was an NBC talent show mm -hmm. where uh, people who had, didn't have good shows would be gonged I remember that. Uh, for public mm -hmm. humili humiliation or artistic failure. So I figured maybe from now on, if Rob drops a joke that doesn't work, we could use the gong signal on him to display artistic failure. Oh God, that scared me that part. Right. Next song on the list. This is a song I think we've talked about before it because it features the boogie band, Don Boyce. It's from 1973. It's Cool in the Gang, Jungle Boogie. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Do I have the wrong one? Do I have the wrong Jungle Boogie? On Wait a minute. I think, there's, I think there's two of them. I know. 
and I have it. Um, Lay down the boogie. Jungle boogie. Okay, music to you. Where did that go? I've got this one. I've got the second one. I don't have the first one. So let me just wait, pull it up. Two here. jungle boogies? Don't, oh, don't there are. just wait. There's don't don't do this bit. This I'm not, I'm not doing song, this. and I'm gonna tell you right now, this song as a low voice singer. We've talked about this before. I am a low voice background singer. It was one gonna be my job. This gave me all time hope. Get down, get down. Get down. This is so good. The bass line. This is I. This is the first thing I learned on a bass. Was this bass line? And I played it a million times, and it was fucking awesome every time. Just listen to this bass. And then there's the guy who goes, Joko Boogie. Get down with that's get that's down. a boogie band Don Boyce. Oh, Remember he was right. the roadie. We talked about him before. Fuck, I Rob, forgot if you about jump that. forward about thirty seconds, maybe we can get another uh, boogie band impression. I, I got to reopen that closed tab again. No, oh, forget it. <laughs> the interesting thing about that song, Jungle Boogie. Remember last week how we were talking about that song, "Bang the Drum All Day" by Todd Rundgren. Yep, famous football song for the Bengals and the Colts Great show on and turf. the Rams. All these mm-hmm. famous NFL teams. Great show Those on are turf. the only teams that use it. Um, it's interesting. I was reading that the Bengals in 2014 actually used Jungle Boogie as their extra point song. So if they made an extra what? point, they would play the Jungle Boogie. That's a great. I, I why not? I guess you got to celebrate the everything. Tone. It's so good. Plus, I mean, is there no good? I suppose they can only play Eye of the Tiger so much for the Bengals. Or you know what you could play? <laughs> walk like an Egyptian, and I am doing the walk like an Egyptian, folks, because. That's the Bengals. And they're probably like, that's close enough. You know what I mean? Oh, I said go with Manic Monday if I do the Bengals. But we, we agree to disagree. Okay, guys. Joe I also Burrow read that the Bengals. Egyptian. Is that a good joke? <laughs> the Bengals. I also read that the Bengals that year were also using a Nickelback song after every touchdown. So maybe the maybe the Jungle Boogie wasn't that good. <laughs> Look at this photo. So Barry from Burnsville probably liked it then, yeah. right? Yes. That guy, that guy has to like Nickelback. He's like a Nickelback guy. <laughs> Jeez. You know, you, you, got, you guys know that that Jungle Boogie song is so awesome, though, because it was once covered by Dr. Teeth and the Electric oh, Mayhem. Yes. The Muppets. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, and they, they down, stay true to the gun. Down, get down, yes. Get down, get down. <laughs> and in the video, you get to see Animal go up and just bang the gong right at the very beginning. It's fantastic. Get down. And you know what other, that's also interesting. Remember on The Who, when we were talking about Keith Moon, how people thought Animal was a takeoff on Keith Moon or some of these other famous drummers. There are a lot of people that think he's actually based on maybe John Bonham and not Keith Moon. Wow. Russell, this is like, you're doing good stuff on the podcast. I was doing math in a parody song. I mean, that's kind of where <laughs> I am. You're above me. This is like watching Pizarro. Next next song on the list is uh, Aaron. Aaron and I used to like this one when we were, were back in college. I, I think it's still got a pretty cool beat. It's Ram Jam Black Bed. Oh yes, this, this is what we played. That's a good Fired up. Have you seen the video for this? Yes, Ooh. it's like we are doing a video review of Ram Jam because it's an unbelievable. Pull it up. Just right, right now in your head, picture what a band looks like if they're named Ram Jam. Like the best na- name they could come up with. They're like. Okay, guys, this is really important. We need a band name. And the guy's like, Ram Jam. And they're like, great. Love it. Did it. No notes. That's the perfect band name. Said nobody. The interesting thing about that is that was a cover of, is it Lead Belly? He was the famous uh, blues artist from back in like the 40s. Is that about right? I think that's right. 
Even earlier. And so that was actually a color cover of his song. And I thought we could go back and listen to that song from 1949, the original version. I, it's, oh. There's no gong, but I thought you guys needed to hear it. Oh, yeah, we hear it. Isn't that badass? Oh, that's so yeah. nice. And it's interesting because we've heard how we've heard before how Led Zeppelin's taken a lot of music from like old blues artists, and actually they covered a song once. I forgot the name of it, but they covered one of Led Belly's songs, and so Robert Plant they actually did a tribute to Led Belly at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. And Robert Plant was one of the headliners for that. And he said, what a great way to honor some of the great songs that that Lead Belly actually yeah. provided for us and everyone. You know so what, I thought that was great. You know what would cool. also be a great way to honor him? He <laughs> pay his family some money. money. He's like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to thank Lead Belly. Uh, they did get me two of my four houses. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Last song on the list. This is Metallica, Wherever I May Roam. Whoa. Check out the gong. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, this, this is... <laughs> Nostalgia for me too, and the fact that Lars Ulrich is playing that makes you smile because he's a great guy, not annoying, <laughs> not like a weird love thing. We're, love what we're trying to do here. This is really yeah. I think Lars would really same, support. Uh, he's got about the same abilities as John Bonham, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I believe technically Aaron would call him what Aaron. A shit drummer? I think is that I might have called him, yeah, him a shitty drummer. I, Lars, I think I might have called him a shit drummer. <laughs> Lars Ulrich is the only person who could put me on the side of a program that downloaded hundreds of viruses onto my computer. Like it, <laughs> it, I downloaded so many viruses trying to get big titty dot JPEG or whatever. And I still was like, I prefer that over Lars Ulrich talking about it. <laughs> was actually reading that Metallica was heavily influenced by Led Zeppelin. I think yeah. that's probably pretty clear. But Hadfield said Stairway to Heaven was his favorite song ever and the first song he ever learned on guitar. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But then also Howard Stern was doing an interview once where they were having this big argument about the greatest rock drummer ever. And so he actually had Lars's number. So they called up Lars and it came down to Neil Peart or John Bonham. And ultimately he said no disrespect to Peart, but John Bonham's the greatest rock drummer ever. Oh, wow. And Russell, every good drummer needs to go on. And every bad joke needs one too, right, Rob? Well, the time for bad jokes is long gone. (laughs) I don't know too much about it, but the reason they broke up, John Bottom died in like 1980, right? And basically they just couldn't play any longer because there wasn't a drummer that could, there wasn't even two drummers that could play together that could Mm. essentially do what he did. That's what I've read, you know, and they've tried and they've kind of dumbed things down. But he was so good and so influential mm. for that band, you know, on top of the the voice and well, the guitars that it was just it's unbelievable. They couldn't replace him. What I think is really sad about Led Zeppelin is John Paul Jones is still alive. Like he's out there. They all they do not like each other. They will not play of, together. And his bass playing on this them. album. Yeah, all three of them are still his, alive. His yeah. bass on this album is so strong. I would love to see John Paul Jones go back out with Page and Plant like that would be. So good. Uh, thank you. Oh, this is my this is my favorite song that I hadn't really heard of until listening to this album. The drums on unbelievable. Now, this is John Paul Jones on organ. Of course, he's a multi-instrumentalist. This made Gibson's list in 2010 for the top Thanksgiving songs. This was number one. Oh! So when we were talking the other week about a Thanksgiving playlist, you need to put I, "Thank You" by Led Zeppelin on. I should have put this on here. Dang, I messed up. Yeah, it's, it's got really a nice did. vibe. 
You should have taken off all those nine inch nail songs you put on and put on this. It's way better. Uh, Heartbreaker. You got the best of me. Is this not the Mariah song? This, this feels like a weight room classic, right? Like this was oh. playing in the high school weight room a lot. I, is it? I, do you think you know every sound on this album? I might. I might know every like guitar solo and right. Like I know everything on this, and basically this song, they recorded this solo in a totally different studio, so it sounds totally different. Listen to this solo. I mean, this guitar tone is crazy, right? It sounds like. Stevie Ray Vaughan pattern his whole playing after this. Oh my god, this guitar tone is so sharp and just and Van Halen. Yeah, see, he's not a technical player though, like Van Halen. You can hear that. He kind of is more emotional. Yeah. yeah. I do have to say that one of my great pleasures in life is watching Led Zeppelin look more and more like grandmothers as they get older. It's kind of funny to think about like my grandma doing a rock band, which I, I want to remind everybody LMFAO is that it is an uncle and a nephew who started a rock band together and then they broke up because they got mad at each other. So it's something to think about. Party rock. Yeah. I mean, not the worst. No, never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. All right. Living, loving this song. A lot of times. That heartbreaker goes right into the song and the radio station just played back to back. Yeah, I think 94.9 KGGO played them that way. Okay, this GGO. This was Jimmy Page's least favorite Led Zeppelin song and it was never, ever played live. Why would it be his least favorite? I don't know. He just, he did. I, I guess he's kind of like relegated to rhythm guitar there for a while. You think he didn't get enough attention on this album? He's like, yeah. I wish I had more guitar solos. I only have three every song. I'm like, I actually, I think I know there's another reason why Jimmy Page might not be happy. Oh, it turns out that he was actually also the inspiration for a character on our favorite Japanese anime show, Beck Mongolian Chops. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> so, you guys know our favorite anime show, our favorite character, Rikia. Was actually a bully attending Kiyoki's middle school and mm-hmm. childhood friend of Hiyoto. Yeah. He owns a Fender guitar. At first, he's quite hostile towards Kiyoku. He once tried to beat him up and even broke his guitar pick oh. that he had been given as a gift. After finding that Hiyoto had forced Kiyoko to pay for his damaged guitar, he confronted him at the school's cultural festival. Mm-hmm. However, they th- then started a band. He was then known as the Japanese Jimmy Page. So when it comes to honoring Jimmy Page, what (laughs) Japanese anime show did it better? Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad did it better. And actually, Rob, I believe I gave you a clip of this character who is the Japanese Jimmy Page in the anime show. This is Rikia, the Japanese Jimmy Page in the anime show, Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. It's just crazy that you know all that right off the top of your head. Everybody feel high. Does everybody feel high? <laughs> no, that. Right. that was a wild trip. I feel like I did think that it was interesting though when you were talking about the school's cultural uh, festival. Aaron, yeah. Aaron kind of popped up. He's like, "Oh, maybe that's something I could go to." Like he loves. Going to the- <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not busy tomorrow. <laughs> he, he loves going to school performances. It's his favorite thing. Yes. Uh, let's see. I did the very cool thing where I had the Led Zeppelin in the front of every song name, so I can't tell what any of these songs. They all just say Led Zeppelin. Like it's that's not helpful. I know that. This is uh, no Heartbreaker. We did that. 
Yeah, Heartbreaker. No, we did Heartbreaker and Live and Lovin'. And you didn't do the Heartbreaker has guitar solo. what was considered the 16th greatest. Rolling Stone said 16th greatest guitar solo. Of all time. Wait, are we is he going back like three songs? Wait, what? I think we're on. I think we're on Ramble on. No, I do feel like I'm super high. Are we just doing the same thing over again? Wait, do you guys want me to rerun my Beck Mongolian Chop Squad bit? Oh, is the good. top like still that. spinning? Yeah, right off the top of your head. Ready to go. We did Living Loving. We did, didn't we? Okay, here we go. Okay. And now, one that actually is named after our podcast, Ramble On. This song is so good. This is one of my favorite Led Zeppelin The bass. Just... And the voice. Oh, man. I know. Every time that build is dynamic, right? Yeah. It sets up these amazing riffs. And it's just going to be better than any album ever. It's like best? sunshine and traveling and having fun. Is he the quintessential lead singer? I mean, I think, yeah, he inspired a whole generation. Like, yeah, people were trying to live up to him, right? I mean, he's got yeah. the look. He's got the voice. He's writing songs about fucking Lord of the Rings. I mean, that fucking rules. This guy is writing songs about Gollum and Lord of the Rings and then is going back to his hotel room and going to town on three to four groupies a night. Can you imagine anyone else where if you were like, hey, check out the song I made about Lord of the Rings, that you're just getting you're just getting more ass than a toilet seat. Think about that. Or more cocaine than a than a than a someone who takes big old it in rectum. The, yeah, rectum abuser. <laughs> hey Rob, can you replay that quick? This song clip you just played? Yeah, uh, this is the 16th greatest guitar solo of all time. <laughs> oh, not- oh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, ramble on. Here we go. Yeah. What's that pitter patter? That drum beat is so unique, isn't it? Tabla. I was. I don't know what it was, but I, I heard people people read that, or people thought it was like he was hitting his shoes with drumsticks. People thought he was hitting a garbage can lid. What I read was that he was actually using his bare hands on the guitar case. That's what that. That's it. That's the whole thing. Oh man. That's what I read. Yeah. Wow, Russell. God damn, Russell, you're good at this podcast. Bringing it. Uh, Research. So this is the 16th greatest guitar solo of all time. (laughs) Uh, All right, not funny. Actually, now this song. A lot of people say this is the greatest drum solo of all time in concert. Now, Russell, I don't know what do you think about this. The drum solo would be 10 minutes, all the way up to 30 minutes. Would you be able to sit through a 30 minute drum solo, Russell? I think so. I actually wrote in my notes there that you have every reason to not like this song because the drum solo goes on forever, but it, it keeps you engaged. This is usually not a drum solo person, but it's so good. This Moby Dick is such a good song. And so basically they would play the opening and then they would leave. And it's great because if you watch the uh, the Led Zeppelin, there's a documentary about them. And it's not the, when the West was one, it's the earlier one. And basically they just go off stage and then they're just smoking for like 15 minutes while John Bonham is playing. And he's like dripping sweat. And they're kind of sitting there having a nice. And then Ron Artest shows up. <laughs> I think he goes by Meta World Peace. Oh, yeah. And Meta World Peace shows up. And somebody said, oh, is that your? Oh, call me. On our test, Meta World Peace is my dad's name. Uh, all right. Technically, we are we are LinkedIn friends or connected via LinkedIn now. Don't everybody's going to dox you, Russell? They're going to look through Meta World Peace's LinkedIn friends. They're going to find you. 
Jeez, that's true. There can't be that many Russells. Your uncle's going to be pissed to give away all this information. What do you think Meta World Peace's LinkedIn says? <laughs> like, uh, uh, power forward. I can tell you. Uh, pivot tables. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, because like, he's an entrepreneur now. Entrepreneur. Steve, that's Steve. I think he's met him a few. I mean, I think that's they, technically, we, be, we probably better stay away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never technically, really yeah. giving people's identities away. Speaking of my uncle, though, it turns out this uh-huh. will be after the holidays, I believe. My uncle had one request for his birthday. His birthday, uh, this might be on his birthday, but whatever. <laughs> his birthday is the day after Christmas. Uh-huh. So it could be the day this comes out. He had one request okay. from his daughter, my cousin. Okay. That he wanted one gift for the holidays. Okay, Russell, we'll All play All I want to do is make love to you. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to hear that. That is so weird. <laughs> his request was he wanted a Beck Did It Better t-shirt for, the, for his birthday. That was his one birthday request. Wow. What a fan. What, what a super a fan. fan. And we love our fans and they're nice and cool. And that, so, that is so, great. So our fan cousin asked me, she said, can you get me one? She wouldn't just go buy one off the store because I don't think our store exists. So I had to buy, <laughs> I had to buy some new shirts. Yeah. Wait, you're on the show and you had to buy shirts? I actually bought a handful of shirts and I was actually going to see if you guys wanted Wait. me to buy some new ones for you to send out. But then I remembered... How stressed I got last time when I had to go to the post office, and I was like, "I'm not doing that again." <laughs> you know what, Russell? What, you have to you have to start pushing those things outside of your life. You can't you can't deal with all the stresses of of those things. You you did a great thing there by pushing that out of your life. The stress of both worlds that you live in. So, yeah. podcast in the real. So world. let me get this straight. You took the image from the store that I run, <laughs> and you just went and made your own shirts with them. Hmm. I, I made my own shirts a year and a half ago, I believe, Rob. Hmm. Remember? Yeah. Well, now actually, that is now a copyright infringement. So I have to actually <laughs> Te- put that techni- on your LinkedIn. Technically, Rob, they may be shirts that you did not get your in-laws for the holidays, but maybe Russ might have beat you to it. Oh, oh, shots fired! Why Look. would you? Why would you be? Why would you be talking wait. to Rob's mother-in-law? Wait, wait, wait why are you Rob's in-laws? <laughs> yeah, I got them standing desks. I thought they'd like that. Isn't hers? Yeah. They're like, I have hemorrhoids. I said, well, here's a standing desk. I don't know. These go together in my mind for some reason. And this one jacks you off. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to say this. If an item jacked you off, you would pay double for it. Hey, I'll sell you this couch for 2000 or a couch that jacks you off for 4000 Wait, what? <laughs> you can't pick the Our color. Our guests don't know exactly what we're talking you can't about. Pick the it's going to be funny in a couple it. weeks. You guys. can't pick anything <laughs> about the couch, but it will jack you off and it will do a good job, but it's double the price. <laughs> Does it matter if it's like cloth versus leather? There's only one thing. Pleather? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for options in something that jacks you off, I mean, <laughs> you have that in cream. Okay. Get that. on top. Bad one. Uh, bring it on home. Now, this song of the same name was recorded by blues great Sonny Boy Williamson. Now, it's going to shock you what happened between Led Zeppelin and Sonny Boy Williamson. There's no way. God, no, that no, way. no way. No way. There was a little piece and they settled out of court. Oh. I think this is a great ending song. This is a crazy I, good song. Yeah, it wraps it up. 
I don't even know this song that well, and it fucking rocks. I mean, what's the worst song on this album? I think I, it, I think some of the some of the interludes with the weird wind noises. The there's song. some strange parts in the middle of songs. Right, we're, yeah, that, we're playing the highlights, and the, the, there is some filler even within the lemon songs. song is the worst. Okay, one. the rest of them. Right. I mean, is this a song, it's a, Russell? It's a lemon, isn't it, Matt? Russell, is this a song it's where a if we got rid of all the other albums and said this is the best album? That I think it's possible, right? You could argue yes. this is a top 20 yeah. album, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think so, for sure. It's all killer and some filler with wind noises. I mean, We're I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I mean, Psalm when 41. we talked Led Zeppelin 4, right. I think there's like three or three of the first four songs on that are like all timers, yeah. right? So I yeah. don't know how you compare two to four, but this this album's fantastic. It was a, it's, it's incredible. And you know what? We're going to rate it. Okay, just like we want to do with all art. Right, Aaron? Everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular Beck did it better. Okay, don't get your knobs all twisted. We're getting into the rating system. (laughs) That happened to me in my sophomore year of college. Did you get, you got a shot for it? (laughs) No shots did it to me. No. On four. One, two, three, four. All right. So listen, it is time for the rating system. And of course, we are talking about Led Zeppelin 2, which a tragic story, actually, on the deck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. The captain said, well, boys, it's been good to know you. And then he said, guys, what album are you listening to back there? And they said, ah, it's Led Zeppelin. And he's like, which... Which one? And they said, aye, aye. And he said, aye, aye. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's brutal. So if you think this album was as good as that joke, Dong. okay, this album should have been way higher on the list. Maybe number one joke of all time and album. I bet uh, I know who likes that joke. Okay. <laughs> the pleasure principle, the bat, the bath major. Oh, the oh, I thought you meant He loves those Roman numerals. M... M X V no M X X M I X X 69. No L I L I X X 69. Okay. L X I X. I mean, could you imagine that you're like a guy and you're chipping in. Some of us, some of us are you're math chipping majors, into. Guys. Some of us. It's like, so majors. funny that the idea of Roman numerals would be on your math majors. It's like, I get this calculus, <laughs> exactly. but this Roman numeral shit is driving me crazy. <laughs> Sine, cosine, yeah. Roman numerals. <sighs> so God told my friend just got a compact disc, so I'm worried about that too. He's on his unicycle. Here's the deal. If you think that those jokes were as good as this album and therefore the best, it's a package deal. Okay. You know that this is rolling. Uh, uh, you know that this is rolling uh, boned. It should have been way up higher on the list. If you think that this would be like trying to make calendars back in the Roman times and you're chipping away, right? You're chipping away and you look at the calendar and it says L-I-X-X and you turn to your brother, you go, nice. Uh, that is, that would be, that would be a hard job. And just like this album is not very good, this album would be rolling Grown, you did not think it was very good. So let's play that. Why do they like seven? Let's play that. What I want to do is make love to you. And that was a second gift. So that was a little another package under your tree for your uncle Russell. Uh, so here's the deal. If you think this album, what's left? If you think this album is great where it is, one, two, three. 
Okay. Do, re, mi. Uh, and you know who sang that song? <laughs> Rob, any hope of us doing two episodes, you are just stomping okay. God right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> then we're not going to talk about mommy's milk in that song. Okay. Um, one, two, three. Glass of mommy milk, please. Give me that bit. Dr. Conrad Marie. That is a rolling well toned. It is perfect right where it is. Okay. What do you think this album, Led Zeppelin, I, I, rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Russell, what do you think? And please, let's hurry this up. I thought this was an incredibly dynamic album. They knew exactly the perfect time to slow it down and then ramp it back up. Anytime you thought maybe this song was getting too slow, yeah. all of a sudden it kicked in and just blew your mind. The The music was awesome on it. This was probably the most pissed off I've been on the list. And it, it comes back to, we Wait, talked what? about this a few weeks ago, with Elvis Costello. More than Radiohead? If you polled 100 people, how many of those people are going to say that Elvis Costello album was better than this one? Zero. There's no, there's no fucking yeah. way. Get the fuck out of here, right? Like, th- this is about, ridiculous. And what percentage of those people who have glasses that look just like Aaron's? Or just right? like Joe from Woodbury. <laughs> Everybody. I don't know. Like the, for me, this should be way higher on the list. I really enjoyed it. I'd come back and listen to it again. And I think it's better than uh, a number of the albums we've listened to in the last few weeks. Matt, what do you think? Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Grown? Led Zeppelin 2. Uh, rolling Boned. I mean, this is an awesome album. You know, admittedly, this hits exactly the kind of music I like. Some long, drawn-out rock and roll music with a great singer. And so it it it, it is certainly something that I would listen to again. I mean, I, the, the whole week I've been listening to Led Zeppelin 1 through 4 on repeat, basically, um, because it, I just think all of it is so good. So absolutely rolling boned and exactly what Russell said. I like to think of Matt in the hospital. He's like, please get me IV. And they come in and they have a needle. And he's like, what are you doing? I wanted <laughs> to drop Led the Zeppelin needle. IV. Yes. Uh, please help me. Number two, my culinary ash. Help me. Number two. I, I, I fell in the pit that looked, it was covered in cocaine. It was uh, all right. Here's the deal. M I X X. Aaron needs a rank. Aaron, rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown. And keep in mind, Aaron, okay, keep in mind, this is the 16th greatest guitar solo. Okay. (laughs) This guitar solo could drive a car. Four. Lower. It's lower. So it should be, it should have been uh, lower on the list. Yeah, I agree. I like Aaron because he does have this Bonham thing and he just sticks with it for every Led Zeppelin album. And I love it. It's very, very strong. Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. Okay. I hate to, I hate to do that because I'm trying to be nice to everybody. Guys, this album is a rolling alien invasion. Invasion? Aliens came down and were like, take me to your leader. And you take them to Dr. Conrad? No. You take them and they, if aliens came down and they said, show me rock and roll music, you would hand them this album and they would go like, wow, this album fucking moon rocks. Because they're aliens. I wrote that joke down. You can see this tucking moon rocks. It's in my notes. Uh, That was a good joke. So listen, this is the perfect rock and roll album. It rocks. It's it's crazy. Next up, this album is, this album is great if you want eight licks. Eight licks? Yeah. 
It's Octung by U2. Yeah. What? When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. Octung Bomb. Octung Bomb. Look it up online. Yes, Technically, of course. the last one we did, just, just, just so Music Mike 69 that this calls in, was Led Zeppelin. The first one was at 101, and Led Zeppelin floor was at 58. So the last one we did was, yeah. Nice. The last time aliens came, Rob, could you do your alien impression? They came down, and what were they saying? Take me, show me rock and roll music. Oh, wait. Well, then they came down, and they started turning my knobs, and it caused me to freak out. <laughs> we will give you a discount if we don't have to put a rubber glove on the probe. <laughs> you said only three knobs. They they found like four or five on me. They were turning. We went over, and we turned on the television, and it was Richard Karn bent over. And his asshole was covered in a white powder. And then Tim, the toolman Taylor, came out and said, ho, 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 more, hey, more powder. Sur- survey says we should go to the final goodbye song part. I wrote down that and joke, too. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Couldn't have hit a gong at the that end a, or anything. That was a nipple song. Do you think we need to start all of our albums with a gong now? Yes. And then Rob, Jesus you know Christ, what I mean? You guys. Gong. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. We got it. What song was that with the gong, Listen. Russell? Oh, yeah. It was your old list. Well, uh, technically, Black I gave Betty. you like seven Black of them. Black Betty. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Black Betty. That's Ram Jam's the best one. Ram Jam. Yeah, but it's got the other stuff. Do the uh, uh, Jungle Boogie. Get down, yeah. get down. Or no, do the do the my thing. Do the the. Uh, oh, my thing. I don't know. That's yeah, the that's one. the one. You're right. <laughs> In 2020, okay. four friends right, decided I'm, I'm to saving. dedicate their whole lives to this fucking podcast and never get any sleep ever. <laughs> don't worry, Matt. We're going to average exactly 134 downloads, just like we always do. It's going to be so worth it. <laughs> I'm going to stop recording. All right. I really did try to speed that up, guys. I promise. Well, come on. I mean, that last night was abusive. Um, okay, so let me take this, copy it, put it into my... Where'd it go? Restless.